Hey, my name is Rob Payone and welcome to the Proof of Talent podcast. Today, we're talking about hiring more efficiently in the crypto industry, specifically four tips to make you as a hiring manager, as a CEO, as a company better at hiring. Now, if you are a job seeker, if you're a candidate looking for opportunities, this also might be a helpful episode for you to listen in on and kind of understand some of the challenges that companies are going through and to better understand the landscape overall. But at its core, this episode, we are talking about four tips to hire better within the crypto industry. Now, why am I talking about this? How am I qualified to even just chat about this in general? So if you're not familiar, I run a company called Proof of Talent. We are a recruiting firm that works within the blockchain, crypto, Web3 space, whatever you want to call it. And we work directly with organizations, with companies, with projects that are hiring for talent. So we've seen some companies conduct incredible interview processes. We've also seen some companies conduct very bad and poorly constructed and poorly executed interview processes. So we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to recruiting and hiring in this industry. And we're going to discuss four tips to, quite frankly, become better at hiring. So let's kick it off with the first and potentially the most crucial of the tips here. And that is clearly defining the role that you want to hire for. If you are a hiring manager, if you are a CEO, if you are just running a company in the crypto industry, one of the things that we see all the time at Proof of Talent is companies that don't necessarily know who they want to hire for. They know they want to hire, they want to grow, but they don't know the role that they're looking to hire for. And... Why is that a problem at all? Well, you can't hire someone if you don't know who you want to hire for. You have to accurately figure out prior to conducting a hiring process who and what it is that you want to hire. Do you want to hire a sales rep? Do you want to hire a software engineer? But specifically, you know, is that person a full stack? Is that a back-end engineer? Is that somebody front-end? Is that somebody who is a Solidity dev? You need to really accurately understand exactly the person is who you want to hire, and you need to spend time on doing that. I can't tell you how much time you will save as a hiring organization if you spend 30 minutes, an hour, hopefully a little bit more than that, accurately defining the role that you want to hire for versus going through a bunch of interview processes conducting those, maybe getting so far as extending an offer and hiring the wrong person, maybe even hiring the wrong person in general, you really want to clearly define who it is that you want to hire specifically around those types of job responsibilities so that you can accurately find that person and hire the right person correctly. That is one of the biggest things and it will save you so much time in the long run if you spend that upfront time clearly defining the role that you want to hire for it. Like I said, it happens all the time. There are numerous instances we've seen where we have gone out as proof talent, as a recruiting firm, we've helped a company source for talent and they didn't do enough time initially researching the type of person they want. They speak to five, 10 people maybe, and then they go through all their interview processes and they realize, actually we need something different because We didn't spend that time initially. Don't waste your time with multiple hour-long interviews with candidates if you're not sure what you want to hire for. Don't just run that process. 
make sure to spend that time upfront and it will be much better for you. The second tip is to move quickly and efficiently in the, in the interview process. So what do I mean by that? Well, don't drag out interview steps over an extended period of time. The type of people that you as an organization usually want to hire, if you're a hire manager, if you're that CEO, a lot of times the person that you're going to end up hiring is somebody who you're going to compete against other organizations for. Most of the time when you're hiring a person, it's somebody that is in demand, they have a great skill set. And so you want to think about, okay, I have to outcompete another organization. And that isn't just in terms of I need to have a better compensation structure, I need to have a better company, a better culture, all those types of things, uh, you know, some of which you can control, some of which maybe you can't. But one of the things that you really can control as an organization is how efficient your interview process is. Now, I'm not saying that you have to conduct an interview on Monday and offer somebody on Wednesday. That is, you know, silly and ludicrous. Good if you wanted to, but I don't think that's necessary. I'm just saying that you don't want to have a, you know, six, eight, 10 week interview process because not only is that going to drag out and be you know, time inefficient, there is also a very realistic chance that during that period of ex- during that extended period of time, that candidate will be interviewing elsewhere and will be receiving offers from elsewhere, maybe in a time in which you are not able to extend that offer. So you want to think about how you can be as time efficient as possible and and not have these extended gaps. And that is especially crucial towards the end of the interview process as you get to an offer stage with a candidate. If it is someone that you really like, it's someone that you want to hire, you want to bring them on board, don't wait a week or two weeks or just sit there and twiddle your thumbs or wait to complete a bunch of other processes in general. If you like somebody, be time efficient and make them a a proper offer, make them a verbal offer, however it is that you conduct that process. But don't drag your feet, especially towards the end of the process, because that is something that will lose you momentum. Candidates will think to themselves, hey, I interviewed on Monday two weeks ago, had my final interview, and I haven't heard back from this company. They must not like me anymore. Something must have gone wrong. Even if you are sitting there thinking, hey, we want to offer this person, you are in the process of blowing that opportunity. So you really want to think about how you can be time efficient throughout the entire process, but also especially as you get to the end towards that closing where you're trying to extend that offer, you're trying to have that person accept, you want to be time efficient, you want to be quick and not waste any unnecessary, uh, unnecessary time at all there. Now, one of the things too, and this is kind of going towards the crypto specific or the, the Web3 blockchain specific industry itself is there is often a, a conversation that comes up with hiring managers that I speak to, that my team speaks to on a consistent basis and it comes down to crypto nativeness. For a variety of roles, companies are looking for people that have worked in the crypto industry already. And that is great. There are a lot of opportunities out there in which it is helpful, if not crucial, to have somebody who has prior work experience in the crypto industry. However, on the flip side, there are also opportunities in which somebody doesn't really need prior crypto experience. They should want to work in the industry. They should be really passionate about it and and have that desire to succeed in the industry, but they might not necessarily need that level of experience coming into it, that prior experience specifically within the industry. So 
you want to think to yourself about how crypto native does a role really need to be? Is this something that needs that prior experience or are we happy just to have somebody that is working outside of the space right now, but is really excited, really passionate, is you know diehard about making their first step into the industry? Is that okay for you? Because one or the other, that determines the scope or the really kind of the size of the candidate pool that you have. And obviously you want a candidate pool that is not five people large because then you only have a chance of hiring five people. Granted, there are a number of people, there is a pretty wide candidate pool as of this time in 2022 that are rather crypto native, you might say. However, if you open that candidate pool up even further, you're going to see more opportunity, potentially more diverse talent. There's there's going to be some benefits to doing so. So you just want to think about that. And going back to that first point, again, you want to clearly define who that person is, and why you want to hire that person. And that crypto native approach is definitely one of those things that you want to to think about and make sure that you can check that off the list. And going beyond the crypto native discussion, there's also a subject that pops up quite a bit when you're talking about this crypto native element. And it's a little bit of a joke, but you have this kind of DeFi degen or just this, this crypto degen persona that comes up quite a bit when looking at hiring. And some companies are looking for that person that lives, eats, sleeps, and breathes this space. Let's say it's for a community role or for an analyst role or for maybe a trader type role, that type of of background, that type of interest, that real deep, deep, true knowledge of the space. That is incredibly important when it comes to crypto nativity. However, The problem that some companies have when trying to hire an individual of that level is to also match that with a certain element of, let's call it prestige or pedigree per se, where you are looking for that true crypto native degen, but you are a fund or you are a trading firm or something like that. And you are trying to match that one-to-one with an MBA and prior experience working on Wall Street. Now, it's totally fine if you want to hire somebody with an MBA, prior experience working at Goldman or JP Morgan or whatever that might be. However, the likelihood that that candidate working in that field right now with that exact background that is also on the side you know, at one o'clock in the morning trading as a DeFi degen is probably not the most likely thing in the world. So you want to think to yourself, okay, going to that crypto native, there is a spectrum. How native is this person versus how polished is this person? Am I okay having somebody who is truly, truly in the weeds in this space versus somebody who is not as polished? Are you okay with that? The same thing could be said about engineers. There are a lot of self-taught open source engineers in this space that don't have a CS degree from UC Berkeley and have worked at Facebook or Google or whatever fang company that you want as an engineer. Are you okay with that open source pedigree with that kind of self-taught angle? Or are you specifically looking for that person that has worked at a fang company? So what level down the spectrum are you looking for? Because it's not always going to match up perfectly. So you have to think about where that might be and and how you might prefer that as a as a hiring company because it's 
you're not always going to find that perfect candidate. So is that somewhere in the middle? Is that on one end? Is that on the other? Think about that crypto native type of, of element and how that matches with the sometimes the pedigree or the prestige background that you may or may not be interested in hiring for, because that is an important consideration, especially as you're hiring for, for some of these technical or financial type of roles. The last tip that we'll discuss is offering competitively. And when I say this, I'm talking about getting to the final stage of the offer process with a candidate. You've gone through the process, you've clearly defined the role, you've conducted a time efficient interview process, everything's been good, you found that right candidate, and now you want to extend them an offer. One of the things that I see as a mistake, doesn't always happen, but sometimes happen with a variety of candidates, is that they do not offer competitively. And I'm not telling you to offer candidates beyond your means as an organization. You, know, you want to be efficient with your capital and you're going to pay what you can afford to pay. However, if you can afford to pay somebody $150,000 and that candidate wants $150,000, don't offer them $135,000 for the sake of trying to negotiate. You're going to leave a bad taste in their mouth. And there is a chance that you can blow up that opportunity, even though you already know, hey, I can probably pay this person 150K, but I'm gonna lowball them a little bit just to see if I can negotiate. Especially in today's climate, it's a terrible, terrible strategy. Try to come in with your best and final or as close to best and final as possible. And if you can afford to pay what somebody is asking or what somebody's, their goal is, Try and do that within reason. I'm not saying if somebody comes in and they're making 100K right now and they want 500K completely unreasonably tomorrow, that obviously isn't the case. But if somebody is looking for a reasonable salary and you can afford that compensation, come in, offer that, and seal the deal because that will kick things off on a really good note. There are a lot of times where people will botch offer processes for no reason whatsoever. They can afford to pay it, they can, but somebody on the team likes negotiating and likes the feel of getting a good deal or something stupid like that. Even if that person does eventually accept on the first or if there's a counter offer and there's a bunch of back and forth, usually that person's gonna start off on a weird foot. They're probably gonna be thinking in the back of their head, hey, you know, maybe this company doesn't like me as much. Maybe just this offer process wasn't great. Maybe I'm gonna continue looking on the side for a little bit and if I could find a better opportunity within the first few weeks, I'll quit this job and I'll go find something else. All of those are possibilities. So you really want to come in and offer competitively. You'll know what that is for you. It varies for every position, for every company, but just offer competitively off the bat. Don't try to sit there and negotiate an extra five or $10,000 for the hell of it because you're feeling like negotiating and you think you're in the art of the deal or whatever it might be. Just offer competitively, offer strongly. If it doesn't work out, you did everything you could, but you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can within reason to have success within that offer process. So those are my four tips on hiring more effectively and more efficiently within the crypto industry specifically. If you're a candidate, Hopefully this was helpful for you as well. You can kind of get a feel for some of the things that sometimes go wrong in the hiring process. And if you are a hiring manager, if you're a founder, if you're a CEO and you're hiring in this space, I really recommend you try to incorporate some of this or just take this into consideration as you conduct interview processes. Because like I've said, we see 
countless, we see tens of interviews uh, a week. Plus we've helped hundreds of people in the crypto space get job opportunities and accept offers at companies. And we've seen every type of offer process in between. So this is all stuff that we've learned from experience and hopefully can help you as a hiring manager, as a company to be more efficient and more effective when it comes to hiring the people that you really want to hire that will help you to build the company, the project that you are aiming to build. If this was helpful, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Would really appreciate that. Hit the like button as well. And again, my name is Rob Payone. I'm the founder of Proof of Talent. If you are a job seeker or a company that is hiring in the crypto space, of links below in the YouTube and podcast description to reach out to us if you need any help. We're always here and happy to chat with you. Thanks so much for the time. See you next time.